Hi y'all, welcome back to Living Transparent. In today's episode, we are going over chapter 12 and 13 of the life book, uh, which is based on the book of Mark. Yeah, and in last episode, we ended where the they were questioning Jesus' authority, and he answered the question with a question, with which left them thinking. And now we are starting chapter 12. Yeah, and it, start, uh, it starts off with the parable of the tenants. And in this parable, Jesus tells him how a man planted a vineyard and put a fence around it, right? So then he leased it, leased it to some tenants and he left the country. So when the season came, he sent servant after servant to go get the fruits of the vineyard, right? Then so uh, he sent servant after servant and the, um, the people were mistreating the servants and they were uh, uh, hitting them and they were mistreating them. So they kept leaving, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they kept sending them away. Um, and the owner had so much patience because they sent servant after servant after servant and they kept getting beaded and some of them were even killed. Um, and so I guess here you can say that they turned against the owner and even after the owner was like trying to help them, they were, he was initially trying to help them and they turned against him and they were mistreating all the servants that he was sending to get the fruit. Yeah. Um, and they were trying to outsmart, uh, the owner because he had a beloved son. So they were, he thought he was like, they have, they will respect my beloved son, Mm -hmm. but they didn't. They instead killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. And in this way, in this case, we can kind of relate uh, the beloved son to be Jesus at this point. Yeah. And here, I, I guess what I understood here uh, from this uh, parable was that, yeah, messenger after messenger was sent. And uh, even though they were constantly mistreated, you know, and I guess I related that with uh, going back, you know, that that we see people since the Old uh, Testament testifying about the gospel of Jesus, like going back to um Moses and uh all of them I just like I guess related that to the messengers you know because a lot of them were mistreated and um they were just like I guess in a way like some of them weren't even like taken serious but then like here the the son the son comes Jesus and he is still like mistreated too you know and I I put here Jesus knew he was the son of God and he knew that he would be killed the son was the final messenger, the once, the the final one. Yeah, you know, like the ultimate, like we said in a couple episodes back, the ultimate sacrifice that was, you know, going to put an end to everything. And I also put here, because we read last episode too about how people were treating, uh, greeting him with hosannas. And here I wrote, Jesus was rejected even if he was initially greeted with hosannas, mm-hmm. which is what we continue to see throughout like this uh the book of mark and we are still seeing this yeah and then uh it says here what the what will the owner of the vineyard do he will come and destroy the tenants and give them the vineyard to others so i could kind of relate this to how jesus was initially supposed to um his coverage was only supposed to be for the jews yeah and the jews were like well no we don't want it so they rejected he, uh, yeah. he rejected they rejected jesus so he opened up to everyone else mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of related to that a little bit. Yeah. And in this ending part, it says, and they were seeking to arrest him, but feared the people. And here, like we uh, left off in the other story that uh, they were afraid of what the people would do to them. And here we see that again, they were afraid of what could happen to them, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we move on to this next story and it's uh, paying taxes to Caesar. So here they... Um, 
they begin to question him again and they try to trap him in his uh, talk. And so they asked him the question, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay them or should we not? And here they wanted to trap Jesus by what he would say. Because if he would agree to pay taxes to Caesar, it was like he was agreeing with the Romans. And, you know, it was like he was like, I guess, kind of in a way backstabbing uh, the the Israelites by um, agreeing to paying taxes to Caesar. And if uh, Jesus would not agree to pay taxes, it was like he was in contrast against the Romans. So it's kind of going back to how... They tried to trap Jesus essentially in the first um, time they asked him. And Jesus, he he literally, he was like, why put me to the test? Because he knew what they were he, trying to do. Yeah, they, he knew their intentions. Yeah. And here Jesus answered in like this specific way. And it's like a great way. Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And this like kind of establishes limits on what is from God is from God. You know, like, and, and that's set in stone. Like, they wanted to see, like, oh, let's see, you know, what he says. If, like, we can, if you can miscontradict, like, what he is teaching. But, no, it's, like, uh, you got to, like, know, like, differentiate, like, what's from God is specifically for God. And, like, you know, and in this case, that's what he was uh, doing. And also, like, it implies that some things are specific for God only. You know, like, some, like, that's just how it is and then we move on to the sadducees ask about the resurrection so here it's like thing after thing that jesus constantly has to address and now the the sadducees came to him um and they believed that there was no resurrection so they came to him with a question and they wanted to make the idea of resurrection seem crazy. You know, they wanted to once again kind of trap Jesus. And they were like, oh, well, let's see what Jesus can say now. And they asked him a question based on like uh, this woman that was left a widow. Her husband died. And then the the brother of the man took over the widows, you know, and that, now that was his wife. Uh, because that was like based on what Moses had written. And they were like, uh, in the resurrection, when they arise again, whose wife will she be? For the seven had her as a wife. They were like, okay, so now tell us like that, you know, since you say there is a resurrection, like what will happen then? Because uh, the Sadducees, they believe that when the body died, the soul died too. But that's not how it is. The Bible tells us that when we die, the soul remains alive and it is um into something new and um they also thought that if there was a resurrection the sadducees right that everything would be the same so they thought like okay once um the resurrection happens we're gonna be here and we're gonna be living in the same way in the same life but that that's not true and jesus said to them is this not the reason you are wrong because you know neither the scripture nor the power of god here implying that they don't know the proper things that are taking place according to scripture and he also goes on and say uh G jesus goes on to say for when they rise from the dead they neither marry nor are they given in marriage but are like angels in heaven so here it clarifies that everything is going to be different it's not going to be like like the same earth and world that we're living in right now it's not going to be the same so they all. thought they were like 
they were gonna die and then resurrect and go back to normal like yeah that's what they thought back to normal life mm-hmm. yeah and then uh jesus also continues on saying i am the god of abraham and the god of isaac and the god of jacob he is not the god of the dead but of the living you are quite wrong and this basically um because i was reading right because i was like well um i guess more into the sadducees and they only believed the bible from the first five books so here he referenced from uh exodus because that's one of the books that they believed in Mm -hmm. and uh by saying i am the god of abraham and the god of isaac he is speaking in present tense you know he's saying i am the god not like i was their god implying that um they there is a resurrection and this basically all of that proves the resurrection and i just love this part this last part that says he is not the god of the dead but of the living gives you clarity yeah and so then we move on to the next part which is the great commandment and here the scribes are kind of like discussing and they're like well which was the greatest commandment of all of them you know out of out of all the ten of them like which was the the most important knowing that you have to Uh follow yeah yeah so they asked Jesus, and they're like, which commandment is the most important of all? So Jesus was like, uh, you, shall, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And then he goes on to say, the second is, you shall love your neighbor, your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And he was like, Straight to the point where he was like, if you follow these two, you're following all of them. Yeah, basically. And I literally wrote that. I was like, these two commandments basically wrap all the other Ten Commandments because the main thing out of this is like love, like, you know, like love your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. Like that's like devotion. Yeah. And in a way here, uh, they were trying to see if Jesus would say the same thing that Moses did what moses said or if he was gonna like contradict what moses moses had said you know like mm-hmm. as in the commandments and so they end this one one of the scribes said you are right teacher you have truly said that he is one and there is no other besides him and to love with to love him with all your heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself and then this next part is really powerful it says it's much more than all the all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices so if you say like all those sacrifices are nothing if you don't love god if yeah you love your neighbor mm-hmm. he's saying like they're like worthless if you don't do them with the right intentions yeah and i put uh every other act of obedience is empty if we do not love god first mm-hmm. that is so true mm-hmm. and then jesus goes on to say you are not far from the kingdom of god and after that no one wanted to ask him anymore because they were like i bet they were like oh they're in shock yeah yeah but those like we said right now those two commandments they basically sum everything up because if you love your neighbor then you're not going to commit murder you know if you like it it just goes back to that and i just that's like love like you know love is like the main concept that you're seeing here because like i said right now like like every other act of obedience is empty if you do not love first which is very true because everything like uh yesterday our pastor's uh, when he was giving the sermon, he said something about like serving with love, and I think that really helped me, like, yeah. you know, in my life recently, because I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do everything out of love, you know, like if I'm cleaning, I'm doing it with love. <laughs> <laughs> like, doing it with love. <laughs> so yeah, I think that, hold that commandment true for sure, and yeah, I follow those, and yeah, we're good for the rest of them. 
Mm -hmm. and you'll totally just like see the difference too in your life you know you'll feel like oh okay yeah <sighs> yeah it's <you're>... really <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so then we move on to the next part which which is whose son is a christ and here um jesus was teaching in the temple and he said how can the scribes say that christ is the son of david david himself is the holy spirit declared so he he was saying like how are you guys saying that the son of God is David. You know, like, how are you guys saying that? Like, that's kind of crazy. And then he goes on to say, David himself calls him Lord. So how is he his son? So he was saying, like, you guys say that you know me, but do you really know me? Mm -hmm. Because you don't know me. You know, he yeah, like, he was like, do you really know who I am? I don't think you, I don't think they knew who he was. Yeah, they did not. <laughs> they did not. So he was like, yeah, I don't think you guys really know me like you say you know me. Um, and I think he, like, there's not much that like that's yeah, from that portion yeah. and i think they were like oh oh okay yeah because <laughs> they previous to this jesus saying this like we had just mentioned about all the traps that they're trying to get him like to fall in so they can kill him yeah. you know so they can find choose. yeah so they can find a way to be like oh he said this wrong for sure yeah but like i think by that you know he like him saying like in other words like do you really know who i am and they're like mm -hmm. oh well we don't but moving on <laughs> yeah yeah that's they were speechless mm -hmm. they were speechless um so then uh this next part is uh is called beware of the scribes and uh, he was teaching and he was saying, be aware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and like greetings in the marketplaces. So here, uh, Jesus, Jesus is saying, like, be careful of the scribes who are pretending to be devoted scribes yes. who are pretending to be sent by me, but they are not. And it says here that uh, they will receive the greater mm -hmm. condemnation. Yeah, so the scribes, those scribes were... Um, they wanted to be treated like Jesus. Yeah. And also, when, when I was reading this story, it kind of reminded me of the fig tree story. Mm -hmm. If you guys remember, because they appeared to have figs, but they didn't. Yeah. And here, like, the scribes appeared to, like, you know, be devoted to uh, following Jesus. And they, because they're like, you know, they have the best seats in the synagogue. They like to dress around like they know it all. And here I wrote, they represented a complete contrast of a disciple. Yeah. Because they wanted to be served. And like we read in the previous, no, you have to serve. Mm -hmm. And they just like pretended to be someone that they were not. Yeah. And I feel like in a way they pretended, they, they in a way believed that they were spiritual just because they made long prayers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They were like they were excusing their own behavior by saying like, "But we 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 pray, we pray, we, we go to prayers, yeah." Like, and that kind of brings me back yeah. to like you know us nowadays. Like, no, I'm like a Christian. Christian. I go to church every yeah. Sunday. Like, I pray. You know, I read my Bible prayers. here and there. You know, and I kind of I guess related that to like na like yeah. nowadays yeah. and to the fig tree of where you pretend to be have something that you don't. So, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he says that they were received the worst judgment. Yeah, that's that's it's crazy. like don't be fake because if not, your day's coming. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh that is crazy. Okay, so now we move on to the next one the widow's offering. And here, many rich people were uh giving uh money, and Jesus was observing this, you know. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins. 
And Jesus said to his disciples, he was like, truly, I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they are not contributing out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. So here, it's very interesting. You know, you see a bunch of rich people, they're just putting in money. And you're like, oh, well, yeah, I have a couple of dollars here. This. But this woman, you know, she just had two copper coins and she put both of them. You know, like she could have like not put in one. She could have, oh, I'll keep this one for myself. She put but both. she put in both. And that wasn't like, you know, I guess that wasn't the main concept of this story. The main concept is with the intention that she was giving and with the intention that she did it. Because Jesus is more interested in how we give than in how much we give. And that is so true because this woman, you know, she was like, she gave with the intention of love. Mm -hmm. And that's how we should all be. We should give with the intention of love of no and nothing else. Don't give with the intention of, oh, I'm going to give so I can get back. Yeah. She was so selfless by giving everything. She probably didn't even have money to eat. No. And no, she gave yeah. it all. And she, yeah, she was like, you know what? I'm going to give it all out of love. And I'm going to give it all with, with just the right intentions. And Jesus noticed that too. So for Jesus to notice that, it, it's telling us like, give with love and with the intention you know like that is far more better than the amount you can give is with the heart that you do it with mm -hmm. yeah and so then uh this is chapter 13 now and it's jesus foretells the destruction of the temple so the uh they were coming out of the temple the disciples and jesus and they're like jesus look at the wonderful stones look at this beautiful building yeah it's so beautiful they, i i feel like they were acting like tourists you know when there was somebody like oh my gosh look at the architecture yeah and so then uh jesus was like do you see these great buildings and then he goes really dark here <laughs> and he said there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down so he was kind of like he was like well yeah it is really beautiful but unfortunately <laughs> it's gonna be destroyed yeah so he was giving them like a little heads up you know? yeah and here we go to the other section that says signs of the end of the age and here peter and james and john and andrew asked jesus uh privately they were like tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign when all these things are about to be accomplished basically like saying oh when is when are the end times coming and Jesus began to uh, say to them, uh, see that no one leads you astray. He started off with that. And I think that's very important to start off with is like, like just in life in general, like don't let anyone take you away from the purpose that God has given you, you know, and like don't let any misconceptions from the world and even ideas and just things that happen in the world take you away from God's uh, word and purpose. And he jesus continues saying many will come in saying my uh come in my name saying i am he and they will lead many astray and when you hear of wars and rumors of wars do not be alarmed this must take place so here it's also very interesting you know he continues with like don't let anyone take you away and also like this i highlighted this part the this must take place because there are certain things that have to take place you know and i think something that we question a lot, a lot is like oh why is this happening but in reality like it's fulfilling the prophecy just as the same you know jesus is just a uh, death and resurrection had to take place because it's something that had to 
fulfill the prophecy and was written in scriptures. And then Jesus continues saying, but be on your guard. And it's kind of like, be prepared for anything, you know, like at all times, um, living a Christian way and just leave, well, I guess living in general, but mainly like in a Christian life, like be on your guard at all times, mm-hmm. because there are so many things that can come and try to take you away, but like be on your guard and be firm because spiritual battles, they're, they're not easy, but it's something that you have to be on your guard for, you know? And then uh, Jesus also goes on to say, and the gospel must first be proclaimed to all nations. So here I wrote on the side, before the end, the gospel must go out to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something that, that has to, like I said, the, the, these are certain events and certain things that have to take place. Yeah, and our pastor was telling us how um, how he he had learned that there were new Bibles uh, in new languages that they were never made in. So he was like, we're coming to that point where almost everyone has heard of the gospel the gospel and he was like there's no way that like there was a bunch of new languages in which the bible was never written in that are now written in so he was like we're getting close and i was like oh my god that's that's crazy yeah it's happening like it truly is happening yeah and um something that has always amazed me is like you know like it's written in the bible and then it's coming true yeah so that's just like when you know you know like you're like oh (laughs) yeah and then jesus also says and you will be hated by all for my name's sake but the one who endures to the end will be saved so here's like you know all of this is gonna happen because it has to take place in order for jesus to come back but you have to stay firm and you have to like you know keep on going until the end and you will be saved so that's that's I would always, when I was like um, little, I would always be scared. You know, I would always be like, oh my God. It's <laughs> so scary. But I guess now that I've been learning more and just like uh, been more uh, devoted and everything, I'm like, wow, you know, like everything that has to happen in order for Jesus to come back, that's that's like in, in a way astonishing because it just all needs to take place, you know? And it's something like, we were talking about it like how i don't know like how certain things were like um like i wish that couldn't like you know that wouldn't happen but but they had to happen yeah and here we go on to the next part of the abomination of desolation and here um basically jesus is describing everything towards uh the tribulation you know and he continues on saying for false pro for false prophets and false christ will arise and perform signs and wonders to lead astray but be on guard. I have told you all things beforehand. And here it kind of gives you a sense of urgency to like, you know, like this is going to happen. But be aware and be on guard because it's something that has to happen. But don't let that take you away from what it, from my word, you know. So it's just like a sense of urgency and kind of like just he was giving them like a heads up. Like, hey, like this is going to happen. And yeah. But- He's giving us a heads up. (laughs) Yeah. And then also here, I got something from a commentary that I liked that I I was like, yeah, I'm going to start implying this in my life. But it's, if a person woke every morning and said, Jesus is coming soon and I have to live like he is coming soon, would it make their life better or worse? 
And I read that to Billy, and I was like, you know what? That would make my life better because, like, if I wake up every morning and I'm like, okay, I'm going to live today, like, if Jesus is coming today, I would, like, be productive, you know? I'd be like, okay, okay, not do this. Not worrying on, like, the little things that are insignificant or, like... Yeah, and I feel like, you know, by, I guess, seeing and reading, like, uh, Jesus is coming soon, kind of, like I said right now, a sense of urgency to also, like, proclaim the gospel more. Mm -hmm. Because a while ago I had a dream and I was like, <laughs> I woke up and I was like, no, Melanie, we got to get it together. You know, I was like, we got to um, uh, speak to our friends more and just like trying to like help him. And that kind of like rereading all of this right now, like kind of makes me like, I guess, think about that again. Like, no, like you got to talk more about, you got to preach the gospel. You got to proclaim and you got to like, you know, talk to your friends and everything. And that just like helps me like, like grass all of that and like wake up every morning with the concept of you know jesus is coming soon so live righteous and live the right way i think we should all be living like that yeah should. we are <laughs> <laughs> no we have to yes yeah um and so then we move on to the next part which is the coming of the son of man and when i was reading this i was like actually i was like no way I was like, this is crazy because it says that in those days after the tribulation the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light so i was like i told that she was like there's not gonna be a sun like the sun is gonna be there but it's not gonna be there's not gonna be any light coming from the sun or the moon and the stars will be falling from heaven like falling from heaven all of this like reading this is like nah, there's this yeah. like this impossible yeah but no it's, it's in the bible yeah. it's going to and then it says and the powers in the heavens will be shaken and then this is the the good part it says yeah. And then they will see the Son of Man coming from the clouds with great power and glory. And I was telling Ashley, I was like, can you imagine? Like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like, just see him, like, seeing him, like, for the first time and be like, dang. It's like, I feel like we can't like, even visualize like, when all of this, like, all of this that we were reading, I feel like we can. Like, yeah. I try, yeah, like, I try and imagine, but, like, I can't really, like, <laughs> yeah, like image. Like, like what like yeah we were just talking about that now and like it's just kind of like what you know and here i wrote on the side when jesus returns to this earth after tribulation he will gather those who have stayed faithful and endured like i just said right now after all that you will it's gonna be all worth it like yeah every tribulation that you had is gonna be worth it mm -hmm. yeah. be, that's good that's crazy i can't I can't wait. I can't imagine that. Yep. And then uh, this next part is the lesson of the fig tree, which I feel like we've gone over like 10 lessons to the fig tree. <laughs> no, but honestly, but they all, they're all so different. Yeah. And I feel like it actually helps me remember, you know, like, oh, the fig tree. Yeah. Yeah. So I relate a lot of things to the fig tree. Mm -hmm. um, and in this fig tree, the less in this lesson of the fig tree, um, some, it says, as soon as a branches become tender and puts out leaves you know that summer is near so with the <laughs> you're like wait but no wait you know, yeah so when you see the the fig tree like blooming a little bit you know summer is coming yeah you're, you're aware you're yeah like, oh. you see it and you're like oh it's almost summer because look at the fig tree mm -hmm. you know so then it also says so also when you see these things taking place you know that he is near at the very gates. So he is saying, like, when, once you see all these signs, 
once you see everything that's gonna happen, you're gonna know that he is near. So we're kind of like we're waiting on the fig tree. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then it also says, truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Yeah. And that just goes to the concept of uh, God's words being eternal and lasting words. Like his promise is a promise for a reason because God is a pro- he is a God of promises and it's lasting. It's not something that can be broken. It's something that, you know, fulfills yeah and it's crazy how with one fig tree he came up with a bunch of lessons and then they're all so significant and so different and he applies it to every every situation so perfectly and i feel like um you know like having that parable of fig tree like you can visually like see see it because like you know i mean we don't really have a lot of trees here but the couple that we do when you see like the leaves turning orange and you're like oh it's gonna be fall and then yeah when it's uh getting hot and then the leaves are kind of turning green you're like oh it's summer so, it's so, so summer. same thing with this you know like when you see all of this happening it's like he is near he is near the sense of urgency and everything so now we go on to the no one knows that day or hour which is like what you know but it's true and uh that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, only the Father. Be on guard, keep, keep awake. And when I, <laughs> right now, when I was like, I guess younger, um, I was like, you can't be, keep awake, you can't sleep. I was like, how am I not going to sleep? You know, like, I guess I didn't really like see it in a spiritual way. I just thought like, you know, like, I have to sleep. Like, how am I not going to sleep? You know, but it's like, like keep awake in a sense of don't like like i we've been saying don't get astray with the things of this world but like stay on guard you know mm-hmm. i just keeps implying that stay on guard and it keeps saying that for a reason because there will come a lot of things that would want to take us away from god's word but it's like no be on guard stay alert you know keep on holding to uh god's word and then jesus also goes on saying for you do not know when the time will come it is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servant in charge each with his work and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake so here it's like you know jesus going like going and here he leaves us his home, which is the church, he leaves us his authority, which we have the authority to proclaim the gospel and, and, and preach the gospel and his work, which is serving. You know, he leaves all of that for us in the meantime that he comes back and uh, he continues to say, therefore, stay awake for you do not know when the master of the house will come. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake that's yeah and then it also says um he will come suddenly uh don't let him come suddenly and find you asleep imagine no 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 it's like you missed it it's like when i would when i was you know when i was this is like totally crazy and it's funny when i would be like you know in my bed and i would hear the ice cream truck and i would go running and running but i missed it or no, when when you're waiting for the bus to go to school and then you miss it and then you're like, it feels horrible. Yeah, you're like, well, what do I do now? Like, there's no way for me to just go. <laughs> yeah, like, what? And but here it's like, don't miss 
you know the, if it's a one-time thing like you miss it you miss it there's yeah, not going back but it's not like you miss it like oh i'm getting it just happened like i felt it once and then just no like, yeah and it's not like oh it's not like it's nothing compared to a buzzer missing the ice cream truck you know it's like no don't don't mess up or don't like don't don't live your life being like just like mm. Like I said right now, I was when I was talking to you, it was like many people like, you know, they live their life saying, Oh, I'm gonna do this because God can forgive me. You know, I'll I'll do it again. I'll I'll get right with him tomorrow. But like you never know, you know, like don't and then she is like saying like, you know, don't live that way, but live in the way of of, of holiness and of righteousness and, and just glorifying uh Jesus, you know, just like live in the right way that you like you know you won't be asleep in a sense of your spirit asleep when jesus comes back you know live in such a uh way that you're ready you know that you have to always be ready yeah so these are these are intense chapters honestly they were powerful we had a little we were like we're gonna do this yeah we were yeah we were just like trying to you know discuss with each other we're like okay god please give us the wisdom and knowledge because it i feel like this was one of the hardest to like i guess yeah and it's because it's getting closer to the crucifixion of jesus yeah which actually chapter 14 we're getting there stay tuned yeah stay tuned and thank you so much for having patience and for listening to us and we just truly appreciate each and every one of you thank you god bless you